Welcome back to another session of Better Podcasting Chats with me, SP. This is a streamed and recorded just casual chat with other hobby and passion podcasters that are here to share their experience, knowledge, and joy of podcasting. And once this live stream is over, I'm going to take these recorded files and turn it into a podcast as requested by the Better Podcasting community. Since I recorded last week, Rode released firmware update 1.0.7 for the Rodecaster Pro 2. Literally as we were recording last week, actually. There were some changes to the routing of the main buses, a fix to the power button to press it twice to turn it off, so you don't have to lift the road cover two up in order to turn the device off, and the virtual faders have slightly different touchscreen graphics on the bottom to differentiate them from the six physical faders on the board. Out of all those updates and more, the power button is probably the most used and most useful to me. And Rode obviously is continuing with their updates to the Rodecaster Pro 2 in their tradition of the Rodecaster Pro 1 updates. However, many Rodecaster Pro 1 users have complained that further upgrades still need to be implemented for the device, including better ASIO drivers. Some other users have also complained that they feel like Rode has abandoned this device as soon as the upgrade became available to the Rodecaster Pro 2, thus striking their confidence in buying additional Rode gear in the future if it will only be supported for a limited time until the next generation of gear comes out. Along other news, Stephen, my co-host on the Better Podcasting main show, has started to post some videos on YouTube again, including a long-overdue Zoom PodTrack P8 unboxing video on the Guinea Geek Gear YouTube channel, and a smart light unboxing on the new Stephen Talks Tech channel. Hint, that's probably going to be one that if you're interested in smart tech, you'll want to go check out and subscribe, especially if it's in your interest wheelhouse. He's also in the middle of a podcast studio upgrade and has taken down his backdrop to make room for new content creation. So RIP Stephen's backdrop. And talking about content creation, I'm interested in creating some content by chatting with you in the future on this show. So if you want to schedule a time to chat with me about your podcasting experience and your podcast in particular, please send me an email, stargatepioneer at guineageek.com or a DM on Twitter or over on Discord, and we're going to arrange a time to get together and have a chat. As of this recording, I'm looking at the late September timeframe for the first opening just to give you an idea of how far out I'm scheduling, if you are interested. There is no right way to podcast. There are a lot of best practices, but there's definitely not a singular way to make a good hobby podcast. I'm sure you have your way to podcast just as Stephen and I have ours. And because of that, your opinion is valid, and we want to share it with other listeners on Better Podcasting and the Better Podcasting audience as a whole. This would be your chance to do so, and I would genuinely love to have a chat with you. So please contact me and we'll schedule a time. Now, talking about somebody who has already reached out to me this week, I am joined by a passion podcaster who loves his mashups. He has been podcasting since at least early 2017 with guests on each week discussing a comic and its corresponding video game on his show, Play Comics. 
As such, he has over five years worth of experience in recording with a new guest practically every week. And recently, he has expanded his repertoire and joined me on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. as we discuss the Marvel Studios made TV shows and movies. And he continues to guest on other shows as well. Welcome to the show, Chris Osborne. How are you doing, Waffles? I'm good. How are you? There, yes, before anybody asks, there are people who have to call me Waffles in real life, or I will not answer them. So Waffles is a legitimate name for you. There were a lot of Chris's when I was in college, like five of them on my floor in the dorm. So most people went with last names, and I went with Waffles. So Waffles is not your legal name. No, unfortunately it's not. Well, Stargate Pioneer is not my legal name either, but SP is my real name. The hints keep coming. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about Play Comics here. You started it. I went back into the Wayback Machine. I saw January of 2017. What inspired you to start Play Comics? Well, my wife and I were sitting around playing Marvel versus Capcom 2, as one does when your wife is super cool like that. And we were just talking about what had happened in the comics when this character face off with that character and you know what would happen what we thought would happen if some people had actually met up and fought and in the nicest way possible but i know the words aren't going to sound like she meant it this way she said you know maybe you should make a podcast and talk to other people who care about this which was definitely meant as people in addition to her not instead of her but, you know, and that's what it is. And that she also doesn't listen to my show because she ends up carrying most of it when I tell her all the cool stuff after I'm recording. What? You mean she doesn't listen to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, she might listen to that one. I haven't asked her, but she definitely doesn't listen to play comics. Oh, okay. Oh, good. It's because I'm on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I care if she listens to me. Well, eventually she's going to not listen to you on my show, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. I have to return the favor here in, in some uh, way. So you remember the actual verbiage of that conversation? There is really no excuse I could have for forgetting that those were the words that she used. <laughs> okay. Well, when you're married, there's stuff that you remember forever and ever and ever. Matter of fact, my parents jokingly, and maybe I'll tell the story on the show in some time in the future, but my parents' first argument, we've known this because it comes up a lot with their first argument was because it's a common occurrence, but I'm not going to go through that right now. All right. So play comics. You were inspired because your wife wanted you to share your joy with others and maybe create some sort of community so that other people can share that joy with you. How did you arrive at the name? I never I didn't really think about the name too much. I kind of was sitting on it as okay, here's my first thing. You know, I, I spent a while thinking over other names and either I thought the name was too much of a niche joke and nobody would get what was going on or I would look up other podcasts and that podcast already existed. And I don't even remember what any of the other names were because I just kept coming back to play comics. And it's just, I think it just describes everything so beautifully and simply. And there's no question about what you're really getting here. You're playing 
comics. It's a good name. I like it. I mean, I would have to go back and talk to Steven about it. I don't think we've explained this on any show yet, but we did have a long time talking about the name for better podcasting. And there were some, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to let that cat out of the bag yet. That's a conversation Steven and I are going to have to have with the audience together, but there were some funny names there. So you decide to have this podcast. I don't know when you named it, but was it your first show? It was the first show that was mine, but it was not the first one that I was on. I'd done a couple guest spots on a Falcons podcast that was run by a few people in the Falcons subreddit. But other than those there, it was, this is my first thing. And they never asked you on to be a permanent host? They kind of died when that season died and the Falcons season went down in flames and... Yeah. Okay. So you'd done a couple of guest appearances. You kind of got the bug and you're like, hey, I can do this myself. Pretty much. Like I had done radio in college. Growing up, I had the little tykes or play school or whatever it was, tape recorder deck. And I had kind of made fake being a radio announcer mixes before. So it's something that I'd had some experience with, but I hadn't really had any experience doing it in a releasing to other people kind of way until I did this. My parents should have known that I was going to be some sort of a podcaster or announcer or something like that, because they've recently shared with me stories when I was younger and I would try to imitate Howard Cosell. Yeah, I can see that for you perfectly. This is Howard Cosell. That's about all I got right now. Anyway, uh, apparently I used to do that a lot. So like, yeah, maybe, uh, but there was no like microphone to get, I guess maybe like a Fisher price recording thing back then, but no, that wasn't going to work. You decide to podcast, you had guested before, but now you're running your own podcast. How'd you learn how to do it? The first episode that I did, I, you're going to love slash hate me for this. I got my Blue Yeti, mm-hmm. and I just recorded into Audacity. And for so for this first episode, I did it by myself. I looked at all of the Atari 2600 games in one shot, because I knew that that would not be much to talk about with any of them. And then I sat there for what I think is way too long trying to get it edited, because Audacity just does not make that much sense for me for editing. Since I went back and looked at your first episode, it's clocking in at about 15 minutes. Did you record for about that length of time, or was it a lot longer and you edited it down? That is basically a one take. That being said, I probably spent close to an hour and a half to two hours recording it, because for some reason, I was thinking I had to get it all done in one take. One take wonder. A lot of people like to do that for a lot of reasons. I think you can do that, but you got to come back and edit it personally, especially earlier on in your podcasting career, unless you have some sort of other media training experience, in my opinion. All right. So let's talk about your set because you definitely have a set and it's largely in the form of a green screen. So explain how you went about creating this set. Well, I used to go to the flea market a lot and. Behind this green screen here, it's not a bunch of flea market crap, but it is still a bunch of crap 
from us getting things out of other places in the house. And that's the history of why I have a green screen, because you can't see all the crap that's in this room. But I'm also up here with five monitors, a MIDI keyboard, a drum pad, way over engineering everything, a P4 so I can have yet another backup, because you can never have too many backups. Not at all. So what microphone are you using right now? I am using a Rodecaster Pro. Roadcaster Pro. Which magically appeared at my house one day from a loving fan of the show. You sure it's a Roadcaster Pro or maybe a pod mic? It is a pod mic because I can't remember things. That's all right. So what were you using before, the Yeti, or had you moved up from something from the Yeti? I had been using an ATR2100 right before this. Okay. At one point, I had a what I thought was going to be a regular co-host for the show. And he told a local gaming store that we would go and do some entertainment-y type stuff there, just like running trivia kind of thing. And I knew that the Yeti would be horrible for that. So I hurried up and got an ATR2100 sent over. Okay. That's a great microphone to use. I'm trying to remember if Lauren, because she, there's a famous clip of her on the I don't know if it's on the Guinea Geek channel or the Guinea Geek Gear channel. I think it's on the Guinea Geek channel. So Lauren Sithwich is our co-host over on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. She went out in back before COVID and everything. She went to cons and conventions and she did on-the-spot interviews. There is a famous clip, I don't know if you've seen it, Chris, of her running around in a beta moon car, maybe a Mars car, that was just going around because she lived in Houston at the time. NASA's right there. So he was doing a bunch of space stuff right there. So she's whipping around the convention store in this car, holding on her microphone. It might've been an AT2005, which is very similar to the ATR2100. And it sounds great. She's whipping around. She got the recording into a Zoom H5 and it works great. So I have nothing against the ATR2100. We've recommended it for years on the Better Podcasting main show. Nowadays, due to price and availability, we usually do the Samsung Q2U for new podcasters. We say that's a good starting point. If you have some money, the new Sure SM7X is also a good starting point because I think that's the one with both USB and XLR on it. And the SM7 only has XLR. If I remember correctly, there's two different versions of it. But yeah, the ATR2100 is great. So what other improvements have you made? I know you started in 2017, so there's at least five years. And I don't know when you did the guest appearances. So what other improvements have you made in your podcasting over five years? At one point, I realized I had to upgrade my entire computer because I was going to be a guest on this little show you guys might have heard of called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., but my old, definitely not made for any kind of streaming content off-the-shelf computer from Best Buy was running at a 100% CPU, couldn't handle the video. And the host looked at me and said, yeah, we really want to have you on, but this video sucks and we just can't make it work. And so I got off the the call and I shed a few tears and I said, all right, I'm going to get myself a new computer because I'm going to get on this show. And if I'm having this problem with them, I'm probably having the problem with other people as well. So I had my wife's brother build me a computer. And very recently upgraded the graphics card and the cooler on that. 
Originally, when we built it, we had a 1660 Super in there. And now it is, I forget exactly which one, but some flavor of a 3070. I think it's just, a, you told me about it off the show. As we're co-hosts on an, another show, I know a lot about Chris's setup. I think it's just a stock 3070 card, which is a phenomenal card in the grand scheme of things. I probably need to have a live chat sometime or a chat with SP sometime about PC parts. Graphics cards are undergoing a revision later this year. But for a while, there was a sweet spot in cost versus performance. Well, for a while, you couldn't find a graphics card. But the 3070 line from the stock 3070 up to the 3070 Ti is like the sweet spot in the performance of all the graphics card versus cost right now. It's going to change when the 400 series or 4000 series comes out and AMD is releasing a new series. Intel's releasing a new series. And I believe Microsoft is coming out with a new series i'd have to go back and check that to make sure but you have a 3070 and i think it's been working a lot better than the 1660 did so if you as advice to other hobby podcasters if you're going to do video you're going to have to have a computer whether that's a macbook air pro with an m1 or m2 chip in it or basically a gaming computer because you're not only going to be recording the audio but you're also going to be recording video or sending it somewhere and it's just a lot for a computer to handle in my opinion all right so you did that and my huge apologies for that time and i remember wanting you to have you on the show that day i really did and it just wasn't going to work no matter what we did i think we tried to say yeah we can do an audio only connection with you but you said no to that so we did try to have you on I wanted the people to see my face. And your green screen. Yeah, we dropped the quality of the video as low as you were willing to go, like everything. We really tried. We did. But what can you do? Yeah. So thinking back to yourself when you first started podcasting, what advice would you give yourself that would have made things easier? I think overall for me, the big thing was I should have done a few more episodes by myself to realize that me doing this show by myself was not a good idea at all. And that having somebody else there to bounce things off of was the thing that I needed to make the show be successful. I have done solo shows before. I did a solo show on this podcast as I went over my new setup. I've done it before. I've done a Legends of Shield Longbox edition myself. I always joke that if I have somebody on that they have saved the listener from having to listen to me for the entire time. But there's something to that. Even though I can carry a show myself, there's something to that. To bang back and forth between somebody else. To have a new idea. To have a change in the tone for the listener. Because if you're listening to the same voice over and over and over again... It might put something, it was like the ocean waves or something like that, that puts people to sleep or a noise machine or something like that. So having a different voice is important for a lot of different reasons. If you're trying comedy, going back and forth with somebody else is great. If you're doing an audio drama, I mean, there are some very successful solo shows out there, both TV, movies, podcasts, but I think it's always better to have a cast. So it's always better to have somebody else. That's a great piece of advice for any podcaster. I get going solo is also relevant. There's a lot of listeners to better podcasting that do solo shows. I do not want to minimize that, but 
I get that piece of advice of having somebody else on. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. The thing that makes it not work for my show, though, is like right there at the beginning, you have the regular Nintendo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. And then you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. And then you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. So there's only so much that I can say about Ninja Turtles. And even though I've had people, like for example, I've had people on for a few different Spawn games, and they always want to come in and talk about the origins of Image Comics and how that all happened. But hearing it from the multiple people has brought in a different perspective and a different take on it, everything. So it's not like they're hearing me tell the story for the fourth or fifth time. I've done a lot of research on guests that I want to have on different shows, and some of them have done multiple interviews, and I listen to all their interviews. And a lot of times it's the same thing over and over again, but it's the subtle differences in there that I get a lot out of. And I want to bring those subtle differences in when I have the guest on my show. So I try to do that research. It's not, I can't do it all the time, but it does happen. By the way, we have Heather on the line here. She's not on the line. She's in the chat room. And she brings up a point that I have neglected to mention. So I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. Heather says, I love that Chris and Play Comics joined Gonna Geek. So just full disclaimer, Chris, you are on Gonna Geek both with Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Play Comics. So that's just a, a disclaimer I want to say there. And Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, thank you very much for joining us tonight. So, Chris, you would have told yourself to have somebody on from the beginning. Is there anything else that you would have told yourself from the beginning? I think the other big thing would be don't let being perfect keep it from getting out. Or if you want to look at it a different way, recognizing when good enough is good enough. Good enough and out is better than perfect and in my head any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Exactly. That's what kept me from getting that first one out so long. That's why we released an episode every month or two for the first little bit and then just realized, no, I need to get these out. So that saying was not my saying, by the way. My very first co-host, Sean, on Voices of Defiance, who had also been podcasting for years on another podcast, that was the saying from him that I learned. And just want to qualify that in case anybody said, well, SB said this. No, 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 no. Sean said that. You have a lot of guests. And since we've been talking tech for a while, I just want to get this out of the way. What do you use to connect with your guests? 99% of the time, I am using a service called eCaster or Onwecaster if you want to use its fully spelled out name. What this service is, is it's the Craigbot from Discord except it is not tied into the Discord infrastructure. And when I say that, I mean like the same guy who made the Craigbot is the exact same guy who's making eCaster. So it is very much the same level of quality or better that a lot of people are getting. Now, every once in a while, I'll end up having to go back to Discord and use the Craigbot because something is just going weird or will have to use zoom or something just because they're not getting a good connection and ecaster is it's a really kind of weirdly put together service i don't know if you've seen it yet 
like every once in a while it'll decide that it thinks it knows better than you about what your input or output for the audio could be that kind of thing but it makes a really good quality backup i checked out on wecaster after trevor mentioned it from uh what's it roll roll for intent for intent he came on here a few episodes ago and he mentioned it and i checked it out i had seen it before but when he was talking, I literally thought he was pronouncing it on we casting. So it was like O-N-W-E. I thought that's what he was saying. I, I didn't connect that it was on WeCaster of E-N-N-U-I, I believe, on WeCaster. I think that's how you spell it. Or maybe it's I-U. Anyway, the URL, I believe, is ecaster.com or ecaster.something. Ecaster.com, but without the final E. Okay. So it's STR. And so I did check that out and I had seen it before. I am familiar with it, but I haven't used it. I have used it as a guest on other shows, but I have not used it myself. I haven't run it. So I'm just glad it worked when I did use it. And it seems to work with a lot of people. So as you said, the same developer in there as in Discord. So yeah, cool. Small disclaimer in case he is listening. He is not currently running the Craigbot. Somebody else has taken that over, but it is still his creation. So I still tell the story that way. <laughs> okay. So who do you use as a podcast media host or how I should say it this way? How do you host your podcast media files? I use Pinecast because for a while I have had a second show. There is a second solo show that I keep telling people is coming back and then life happens and the second solo show is called caffeine and spite it's basically me just turning the filter off and it will if you worry about things being family friendly it's not the best thing for you to go listen to and if you don't want to hear random political takes on things you probably want to skip out on that one but i was also for a while hosting a scooby-doo podcast that a couple podcasting friends had been doing and they just couldn't do it anymore so they let me and my wife do it And Pinecast will let you have as many shows as you want under the one account. And I got grandfathered in under the $5 a month plan. Full disclosure, I'm on the same plan. This show that people are listening to right now in the podcast version is hosted on that Pinecast media host for me. So I do use it for this show. I have all my other shows are on Libsyn, but I was like, yeah, this is going to get expensive over time. So I'm just going to try something else especially for a show that I don't intend on going forever. So hopefully Steven and I get back together and do the better podcasting main show and continue that. And this would just be kind of a side quest. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to start a whole new lips and account for that. So I went here. I think for what it is, it's a good thing. And like yourself, I am grandfathered into the $5 plan. There are also pay as you go things in there. Like, more elevated stats, although they are not IAB two point whatever certified. But I think for a hobby podcast, it does the thing, at least for now. I, as with any of them anymore, I can't speak for the longevity of any of them, including Libsyn. And we'll just see. I say Libsyn because I host there, but it could be any one of it. It could be Transistor, it could be Captivate, it could be anything, right? I, don't want to just isolate Libsyn in there, but okay. 
So you use Pinecast, and obviously you have some great 8-bit graphics to your show. So what is your approach to graphics for Play Comics? I have a template that I have made up. And in this file, I leave the just going from the top down of the episode art. I leave the title from the last episode that I did in there, and I'll just change that as I need to. For regular episodes, I'll go and I'll grab an image for the box art for whatever game we're looking at. And if it's on multiple consoles, I'll try to find a way to squeeze those in, or sometimes I'll just pick one, roll with it, because box art's usually the same. It doesn't matter. And I'll pick a comic cover that I think just looks good with that box art. Like if it's actually following a, a comic storyline, I'll try my best to find one of those covers. But for the most part, it's these pictures just look good together. And then I have different layers for on the bottom it says play comics episode or bonus episode, depending on which one I'm doing. And those are each their own layer so that I don't have to worry about getting off on my counts. So I just know that whatever it is, the first thing I'm doing in there is I'm going in and increasing that number so i'm doing the right episode number yeah i need to get more into that myself now you're talking about layers in the context of how you do it what program do you use again i am in the process of switching over to affinity Hmm. but before that i was using krita krita is nice and free and will probably be that way forever and will cover like 99% of what I was doing, but affinity has a much better publisher aspect of it. And I was doing a few things where I needed that. So I just wanted that interactivity there between the two. I missed the affinity sale before, or I hemmed and hawed and just didn't pull the trigger when they had their sale a couple of months ago. So I'm going to wait until they have another sale at this point, because I'm a hobby podcaster and don't have hundreds of dollars, even though it's not that much. I I think it's like, I don't know, 50 to a hundred dollars or something like that, but there's affinity photo and affinity. There's another one. There's photo publisher. And I want to say the other one's not illustrator, but it's the illustrator Adobe illustrator alternate. Yeah. So I want to try that too. So it seems to be a viable alternative to somebody that uh, doesn't want to pay Adobe their monthly subscription for everything. And that just gets expensive. It really does. They they need a hobbyist here. I know they have a student here, but I'm ARP age. I'm not a student. So I just can't pull that one off. Thankfully, I have never paid Adobe. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> that's all I want to say about that, too. All right. So we talked about a lot of stuff. Let's talk about your guests. You've had a guest almost Every episode. I mean, there's some episodes you do solo. You did a solo episode a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. I remember listening to that. So you have done solo episodes as recent as a few months ago. You started out with solo episode, as we talked about before. But for the large majority of other episodes, you have a guest and you have to go through a whole process with that guest. So let's just start off with how do you identify a possible guest for your show? Well, there's a few different ways that people get on my radar. Either they could be somebody that I just want to get on the show and I don't have any idea for what. It's just, you're cool. I know you'll want to be on. I want to have you on the show. 
And then we try to figure out from there which game to look at. And I'm just going to worry about the regular episodes for now on everything. Sometimes I will say, hey, like, I have a Batman game coming up that I need to get coverage for. Who do I know that's a big Batman fan? Or who do I know that is really into this specific Batman thing? And we need to look at that. Okay, so you go by personality, you go by capability, like I obviously have to have some sort of microphone or a way to get their voice to you, to connect with you, and a camera probably. The camera doesn't matter because I'm not doing video for any of this. Okay. Like I'll do video for my own stuff that I'm doing. Like I'm gonna start doing more comic reviews with video. And I certainly have the camera available while we record. It's probably about half and half on people using it or not. But I do try to find people that I know have been on podcasts before. So they know what they're doing, not necessarily a newbie, that sort of thing. Right. Even if they're a high enough level guest? Well, obviously, there are times when you just kind of put up with that if they don't know. <laughs> like the creator of the Chacon the Forever Man game, Ed Annunziata. He hasn't been on a ton of podcasts, but that was definitely worth it to get him on the show anyway. So we made it work. Good. You mentioned doing video stuff on your own. Recently, you've released a video on Legacy Comics Issue Zeros. You've done that. So you continue to release video content, as you said you do. Not as often as I should, but that hopefully will be ramping up soon. All right. Well, just let you know I listened or watched the Legacy one and it was interesting how you did. you even showed some things that i don't know if you got trouble in for showing or not there but uh, you showed some things there patrick has not said anything to me yet and i know he <laughs> watched it too so we should be fine okay you roughly do a show a week so it's about four shows a month how many guests do you invite on so that you can fill that time how do you do you batch record or how do you fill that I will go on streaks where I'm recording a lot, and then I'll try to get the backlog down. I'm in the process of switching over my organization right now as well, which is going to be really good when I get it done. But right now, I have one, two, three, four, five, six episodes recorded that are just sitting here waiting for me to edit and get out. Do you ever worry about the timeliness of those recordings? Sometimes, like if you go back and listen to the Cullen Bunn episode that I did with just talking to him about his stuff, that was sitting there for probably six to eight months. Yeah. That's a long time. That almost filters into, okay, I'm going to release this as the lost recordings of Play Comics. And I mean, honestly, that's the worst part for me because I ended up getting a lot of people wanting to come on and talk about comics that they're making or games that they're making, but it mostly ends up being comics. And with most of those comes a, this is when my Kickstarter campaign is ending. So you've got a little bit of that deadline in there and the regular episodes don't really have any kind of deadline to go with them. Okay. Do you have your guests sign any waiver to be on your show? I don't. I haven't had that come up yet to cause any kind of issues, but I do tell them, especially on the creator talk episodes, when it's like somebody who's doing something for one of the bigger publishers, 
I do edit the show. If you need me to take something out, let me know. I will do it. Please don't do it last minute, but I will do everything I can. And so far, I've only had one person come back later. Like, I've had plenty of people tell me something and then immediately afterwards say I, I have to cut it out or tell me right be- that I have to cut it out right before they tell me something. I've only had one person come back a few days later and say, oh, this thing that I said, I should probably not have said that. That was something I was going to ask you is if you give your guess the right of refusal or do you even let them listen to it before you publish i don't let them listen to it mostly because i'm finishing up the editing like the day before it comes out the timing there would be horrible so i'm trusting that they remember what they said how long does each recording with the guest take i'm going for about an hour to an hour and a half so you're largely getting in the episode mostly everything that we're saying okay and how long are your episodes how long do they run somewhere in the 45 minutes to an hour range it's always a sweet spot for me in the type of genre that i podcast about you know the entertainment uh, genre of of reviewing a show or a movie with legends of shield starling tribune voice of defiance whatever we found in better podcasting that about an hour is a good length of time uh it's time we try to make it shorter sometimes we're like okay this is just going to go long and we go long and we've gotten pretty good in the past anyway about judging the show the length of show notes to how long it's going to be like if we have 20 some pages of show notes we're like okay this is going to take an hour and a half two hours are you okay with it and sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's eh. let's take this out let's take this out So there are times where we will remove entire segments because we just know it's going to run too long. And it does. It runs longer than an hour. And Stephen does his best to cut it down. We're trying to be conscious of our listener time. At the same time, we want to make sure the information gets out. So, you know, that's the whole thing. If the information's good, it's as long as it needs to go, right? Exactly. And being consistent in there also helps with getting the guests for me because they know about how long the show is going to be. And so they're not coming in here expecting a three hour interview. Tell me everything that you've ever done kind of thing. They know it's hourish and done, which is really good for the creator talk episodes. Okay. So you're a consultant for other genre podcasters, other hobby podcasters, and you specialize in how can you do a guest-driven podcast? And they come to you saying, okay, what, Chris, what do I need to do to do this? So what haven't we talked about that you would recommend to everybody else? Well, the first thing I would say is you're not going to get anybody on your show if you don't ask them to get them on your show. Obviously, there are people where you're shooting way too high, and that can happen for any episode of any show but if you don't ask they're not coming on i have had andrew reiner who is editor-in-chief and game informer on just because i asked him to be on the show david pepos who's now he's written a bunch of really good independent comics and now he's writing savage avengers which i know you're enjoying but yeah i know He's good at what he does. And I just said, hey, your thing looks really cool. You should come on the show and we'll talk about it. And honestly, a lot of it 
with me and my show is I'm asking people who aren't doing a show like mine. Now, I'm kind of cheating a little bit because there are not a lot of show li- shows like mine. I'm not focusing on if the game is good or not. I'm focusing on how well it represents the comic. But I'm asking people who do animal podcasts or people who do alien podcasts, like you have your thing that you talk about all the time. And even if I'm asking you to come on and talk about the tick because it's an animal or men in black because it's alien related, I'm still giving you a chance to be different from your usual podcasting self. Yeah. Believe it or not, I did an episode on the rescuers. Like the Disney movie. Yeah, actually, Rescuers Down Under, not The Rescuers, but yes, Rescuers Down Under. Yes, the one I know even better. Yeah, so I did an episode on that, and I referenced The Rescuers, because I watched both of them in order to, to get it in. And believe I mean, it or why not, wouldn't you? I watched them on VHS to get ready for the show. Nice. Nice. So, so yeah, first of all, I have them on VHS, because when my kids were little, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy these, and... I have the black label for the rescuers down under, which is if you're into collecting the black label is the VHS to to have. They're not worth all that much unless they're unopened. But of course, mine are used and unopened or and opened. But yeah, that, that's just an example. I'll podcast about anything that I can talk about. And that I certainly can talk about because I was able to do that. I podcasted about a lot of what people might think are weird things. And yeah, I've I guess about it just because I like podcasting and I have a variety of interests. So yeah, sooner or later I will be on play comics. I'm just going to, you know, put my foot on the ground right here on a recording. So everybody can hear this and listen to it in the future. I will be on play comics. We have already chosen the subject that we're going to talk about on play comics that I won't talk about yet. Well, good. I wasn't going to either. (laughs) So yeah, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. It's a matter of timing. I'll give you all a little bit of a hint. Even if it wasn't SP's timing that we had to worry about, I'm not ready for him to come on yet with my timing. Right. All right. So just ask, what other advice would you give to other podcasters about having guests? The way that I'm doing this is since I'm recording with somebody the one time and that's it. Even if they're coming back for another episode later, it's still that one distinct time. You've really got to be flexible with when you can get them. Right now is the least flexible I have been for a while. And it's just, I would rather not do Mondays. I definitely can't do Thursdays. And Thursdays because that's when we record Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Mondays because of D&D, where it's like, yeah, you know, if I got to record, they're fine. But, you know, I would rather not miss that. And when we're looking at something like Miss Marvel that just finished up, I definitely can't do Wednesdays because I have to actually watch the show. Yeah, there are days that I've had to say no to. Uh, we did Starling Tribune for cause a long time. Arrow was on Thursday nights on CW. So we would get together and we record Friday nights. None of us enjoyed that. Matter of fact, we basically said, look, we're going to take a hit because we're not going to be able to release the episode possibly until after the next one goes out. But we cannot record Friday nights. Nobody wanted to record Saturday either because they had stuff to do. So the earliest sometimes we could record would have been Sunday night, which we were okay with. Nobody really wanted to do that. But if 
the episode is out Thursday. Like if Disney Plus started releasing stuff on Thursday night, we'd have to have a talk about Legends of Shield because I don't want to do Friday. Friday nights is kind of out for me because that's just not a time that I want to sit down and podcast because I have a life outside of podcasting, believe it or not. And so do a lot of my co-hosts. Like I've never asked you about Friday nights, but I can imagine you might be doing something else. And I know you have weekend hobbies too. So you just have to be cognizant of that, I guess, is what I'm trying to get around and saying and saying, yes, I have no go nights too. everybody does. Yeah. The only thing is when you're working with a guest that you're not always working with, you've got to be able to fit them in if you want them. If you're getting these people in London or Australia or, you know, New Zealand, if you're really, really lucky and can finally convince her to come on the show, then you just know that one of you is probably going to be going at an awkward time. So you try to find something that works. Joss Liston, who's also on the Gunna Geek Network, but this was before he was on the Gunna Geek Network, he has a podcast called On the Bubble. And he took pains to interview me. And it was the weirdest times. Like, okay, you can interview me at like eight at night. And he said, okay, well, it's like 4.30 my time. I'm like, oh my God, no, let's let's uh, do other times. He go, no, I want to go on your time, not on my time. So for that, I will say thank you very much to Josh. Josh, in case you're listening to this. Yes, I do remember that. Thank you very much. But yeah, it's international getting together. It's tough. And Steph also, you know, with the um, geo expats, Oh God, even keeping up with where she is, is ridiculous. Yeah. So what time zone are you in and stuff? I mean, she asked me to record on an episode. I think we asked her to guest or send in some stuff for better podcasting at some point in time. That's just horrendous dealing with that. And yes, I agree. But on the same time, it's like, yeah, I really want this person on the show. So yeah, we're going to do that. All right. Anything else? I also have my expectations laid out pretty obviously on the website. My website is a large collection of things that I need to find the information for real quick and ways for people to find the information to get on the show real quick. And um, spoiler alert, I'm looking at the website as we do this. I tag all the episodes with characters and who's been on the show and like the comic publishers and stuff. And everybody who's noticed that has said, oh, that's so cool. I can go find what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's definitely so I can come in here and say, oh, this person who was on the show? Yeah, let me real quick see what episodes they were on and find them in the tag cloud. But over on my page of, I have a page telling people what you can do to get on the show. And it is laying out really, really well. These are the games that I'm looking for currently to get somebody on the show real quick. So if you could do one of those, you're going to take priority. And, you know, it, it lays out a timeline and roughly what my availability is. And I, I made it really, really general because I didn't want to go back and edit it all the time. The fact that I don't expect them to be an expert in anything, just a passable knowledge of the topic. Like if you come in, want to talk about a Batman game, but all you know about Batman is the fact that his parents are dead because you can't know about Batman and not know that. Didn't his mom have a pearl necklace? 
I think so. Let me go watch okay. any of the 5,000 times they did that scene. Well, I mean, I, that's two things I know. His parents are dead and his mom had a pearl necklace. See, you can come on the show for that. You know, if you've got somebody like that, like, I want to know if you, if you know a ton, yes. Like, I will let you, like, take lead on the beginning part. If you don't know a ton, then I'll take lead on the beginning part. It's really just a matter of how much do you want to just sit there? One of my favorite episodes and one of the best episodes that I have performance-wise is Luke Hare from Too Many Podcasts for Me to Name right now, which is not the name of it. He just literally does like 5 billion different podcasts. I had him on for a Dragon Ball Z episode. And I said, hey, Luke, what's up with Dragon Ball Z? And turn my microphone off for half an hour. <laughs> save some power. I mean, yeah, save the environment, right? But like, it's done really, really well. And he tells the story really, really well. And it's just a really good episode. You mentioned your website, and I don't think we've ever talked about it before, but what backend do you use for your website? I use WordPress. WordPress, okay. Do you use PowerPress, too, to do the podcast integration? I do. I've been back and forth on changing away from that just because I'm using podcast and they have their player to go with it, but the PowerPress thing just looks so good. I'm staying with it so far. Yeah. Do you have any other advice for genre podcasts, you know, guests, notwithstanding any other general advice, tips and tricks? There are a ton of shows that are going to be similar to the one that you're doing. And that doesn't matter at all. Just the fact that you're doing it and not those other people is going to make your show different anyway. But also try to find your way to have a little twist on things. For me, it's the fact that I'm looking at these games and their relationship to the comic book source material. And people just don't do that. You need to find your little twist on what is going to make the show unique. I would agree with that. Like The topic can be done over and over again, but if you can make it unique and interesting and engaging to whatever audience that you're targeting, I think that, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, really quick, how do you promote your podcast? Not nearly as well as I should. A lot of it is going on Twitter and saying, hey, look, I have a new episode out. A lot of it is relying on the guest to say, hey, go listen to me on this podcast, which obviously works better sometimes than others. Not going to throw anybody under the bus here, but I mean, all the podcasters know that you know there are some people that you can rely on to throw out that you've put out an episode with them and some people that are going to like the tweet that you do and that's it. But I also do a lot as often as I can going on other shows because most of the time they're going to let you talk about your show too. Yeah. Recently you were on, what is that? The twisted podcast. I was on the twisted capes, which should have been my second time talking about the Miss Marvel finale, but ended up being the first because I had weather issues here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happens. And that's something else maybe we should talk about because you are in a area that gets a lot of thunderstorms. I get thunderstorms, but probably not as bad as you. So what steps do you take to protect your equipment and your podcast from storms? I try to be upfront with the guests and tell them that 
if they have anything that comes up, then let me know. Not a big deal. We can reschedule. We, I just had somebody who told me that, yeah, she's kind of been sitting on this episode for a few months that she wanted to do, and she just isn't going to have time for a while. So she gave up that episode that she was going to be on. And, you know, no hard feelings. Doesn't matter. But I also tell them right up front, too, especially now in hurricane season, that there will be thunderstorms popping up, and I might have to kind of last minute push something off. And thankfully, that has only really happened with... What's the right way to say this? It's only really happened with people that I've been more friends with and not like by one chance to get Gail Simone on the show. So with Gail, you went ahead anyway. I have not managed to get her on yet. Okay. The key word is yet. Okay. Well, I didn't know if it was one of those backlog podcasts. You probably know the name of at least one of the backlogged podcasts, but I am not going to tell anybody what it is here. Yeah, it's really interesting listening to you talk to some of the creators and, and the comic book writers, basically, because I've read their stuff and then I'm listening to them so in some cases for the first time. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I understand how they write how they do, because now I understand how they are. It's the connection you can make with a podcast. All right, so do you have any industry gripes, like anything that the industry, the podcast industry is doing that is counter to what you think would be supportive of hobby podcasting? I think way too many people worry about monetization. Like if you're coming in and you're making a few cents per episode from your ads, I don't see the reason for even running ads. I still see way too many people complaining about the blue Yeti and that's not even a mic is good or not issue for me. I'm just tired of hearing the same people complain about the same things. I don't think I've mentioned it except for these interviews or chats in quite some time, but yeah, it's not just the blue Yeti. It's condenser microphones in general. And some people have treated rooms. I've seen some streamers with some phenomenally treated rooms and condenser microphone works for them. I forget when it is that we stopped using the blue Yeti on my show. And like, I'm sure you can tell the ones that I had Sean on for the beginning when we're sitting there on my couch in my nice open living room using a blue yeti but i've also i used the blue yeti for those solo episodes at the beginning and just had the gain down really really low it's a good microphone it's not necessarily a great microphone for most hobby podcasters in an untreated room if you have a treated room some hobby podcasters actually have like they come from the band, not so much anymore, but in the past they came from like a band background as I tap my microphone right here from a band microphone and from a band, like a musician background. And they actually have a treated room in their house for recording and for instrumentation recording, right. And so, or singing or something like that. And you can use the same room for podcasting, but most people don't have that. Oddly enough, I was looking at a house when I bought this house and it did have a recording studio in the basement. And at the time I was like, well, why would anybody need that? Now I'm like, dang it. I should have bought that house. I'm saying you should have bought that house. I'm also yeah. jealous that there was a basement. 
Yeah, my area all has basements. I go by that. So the house, another detriment, it's on the corner of a busy road. So I go by the house all the time. Matter of fact, I went by it a couple of times today and I take a look at the house and I, every time I go by it, I'm like, I wonder if it still has that studio in the basement. I should go up and ask. I don't know how weird that is. I suppose it'd be really weird. Okay. You've done a lot of episodes. You've done a lot of types of different episodes with your podcast over the past five years. Do you have any favorite moment that's just coming to your mind doesn't have to be the best favorite moment. Do, do you have a favorite moment from your show? The first one that comes to mind, which, like you said, isn't necessarily the best. But when I started the show, a lot of it was based on listening to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. And they were one of the first people that I asked to come on the show and I still remember how the email was that I wrote them that they never wrote back to me about. I don't know if I've told anybody what I said. I'll go ahead and tell you and all the listeners here. Okay. I used the words, unfortunately, the NES X-Men game exists, and I'm going to have to talk about it, which I meant as that game is really, really bad. And I hit send. And I got just past the part where I could have taken it back before I realized, oh crap, I hope they don't understand that as X-Men overall is horrible. I never heard back from them. But later on, I wrote to them again, and I got Miles Stokes to come on and talk about the X-Men game on Genesis. And then later I got him to come back with Matt Hunter, one of the producers that they've had. And we talked about, I believe it was Children of the Atom, one of the most wonderfulest Capcom 2D fighters. And then later I got to have Jay come on for a comic that he'd written in the Marvel Infinity stuff that they have on their website for all the digital comics. I think this goes back to one of your key pieces of advice early on. Just ask. Yeah. And you have to find that line where you don't want the fact that they don't answer to be an instant no, but you also don't want to be a pain in the butt. At some point, stop asking them. But even then, non-answers are weird. And me being, I'm sure this is going to come as a shock to everybody, I'm a straight white guy with a podcast. I know. So I don't have to worry really about people bugging me for a bunch of random stuff about who I am or anything. And I I just kind of get left alone while everything is catered for me. But like, I've asked people on the show, like, um, Doc from Capes on the Couch, I just sent him the third email of, hey, look. Here's some things you should come on the show for. I'm going to sick Anthony on you if you don't answer this time. And I mean, this is probably going to be the last one because I feel like three is probably the line for most people of, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to be annoying anymore. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to do that. But I also want to make sure that it doesn't slip through the cracks because some of these people are big people and they just legitimately miss an email. Recently, I was communicating with an individual 
who hopefully I'll have on the show in a few weeks. And I did ask, like, I want people to ask me to be on the show, but I did ask this individual to be on the show and didn't respond, didn't respond. So I knew somebody else that we mutually knew and was like, what's going on? He's like, okay, just CC me on this and we'll see what's going on. So I did. And as it turns out, my emails were never getting there. There was some sort of filter. So I got an additional email address for the individual I want to have on. And that one made it through and I was able to schedule something. And it could be one of those situations. But in that particular situation, I don't know how else. I think you could try a different medium. Like if they're on Instagram or Twitter and you have an account there and they have an account there, you could try to DM. But I always am hesitant about DMing somebody unless there is an existing relationship. So you have to worry about that as well. But okay. So that was a favorite moment on your show, having them on. I have a question for you. Okay. What is your favorite better podcasting chat with SP so far? Besides mine, because I got to do podcasting and I don't have to edit it, I would have to say either roll for intent or Aurelia Pod. A Damien with Aurelia Pod? Because I want to try to slip in that sound effects kind of thing. Maybe not in play comics, but for some other ideas that I have. So getting the beginning of kind of getting to pick their brain for that was really good for me. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking post-production. I have the Roadcaster Pro 2 and it does have a soundboard on it. So there is live sounds. I don't do live sounds. I don't do any music or anything like that. No bumps on this. I might eventually have to play a clip of something else, but uh, there is that sort of sound design as well. But you're not talking about that. You're talking about actual sound design in your show. Yeah. Like I've tried to match up the backing music with the tone of the show a little bit somehow, even if it's just something that I'm going to notice, like the name of the thing that nobody will ever know because it's just whatever somebody made in the pack of that I've got at one point. I have another question for you. What is your favorite Muppet? My favorite Muppet changes up a lot. Right now, I am really feeling a combination between very distinctly Muppet show Kermit, because at work, I am trying to teach a bunch of people who need to have their hands held a lot because they're so new how to get through the job but also Muppet Babies version of Animal. Can you do a Kermit flail? I cannot do a good Kermit, unfortunately. You can't even do the the flail with your arms? (laughs) That's as good as you're going to get. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to say since you knew where you were coming on and you haven't said it yet? I think the main thing is if you want to come on this show, Oh, yeah, that's the other half of things. Go and if people have guests on their show, they're obviously ready for you to be a guest somehow. So go ahead and say, you know, send them a message and hey, I'd like to be a guest on your show. Even if they don't have a big old thing on their website begging you to come on their show like I do. You'd be amazed at the amount of spam that we get on Better Podcasting 
for different people to come on. And I won't name names, but we just got an email today from a guy who does, or from a guy's publisher or promoter or whatever that does area design, creative area design. And I'm like, how is this going to help the average hobby podcast? And I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, actually it might be a fit, but it was uh, the way it was asked was not, Hey, I think this would be great for your average passion podcast or independent podcast or hobby podcast or whatever. It was just like, Hey, I'm a great fit for your show. I do this. So it was like a form letter. It was a well-crafted form letter, but it was a form letter. I'm like, eh. But if I know the individual and I'm the one sending the email, not a publisher, but I'm the one sending the email, I think that says a lot more, especially in our genre, in our niche in podcasting versus a promoter coming in. But that's just me. Plus with us, we get to have a lot more fun with things. Like I've literally sent emails to people that started off with, Hey, this thing that you did in the comic was a whole lot of fun. You should come talk about stuff on my show. Yeah. It's all about fun. Cause you, this is passion for us. This is supposed to be fun. This is not work. Cause that's something else we do. <laughs> and even if you're talking to somebody about their work, their work is writing comics, which they have to be having some fun with or they wouldn't still be doing it. Right. Anything else? That's all I can think of right now. And just like with every other guest, I will inevitably think of other things that I should have asked later. But that's what second appearances are for. I was just going to say that. We can always have you on the show later. You can, you know, just hit me up whenever you got a subject and we'll throw you in the mix as long as we're doing this and not the main better podcasting show. So, Chris, I want to say thank you very mu- much for reaching out to me. I know it was very difficult, but reaching out I to know. me nonetheless. So, you reached out to me and you were on the show and you shared your knowledge, especially on the guesting experience. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thank you for letting me come on here. I mean, I love helping people get started with a podcast. I'm, I'm kind of an enabler in that field, which I'm sure you don't know anything about at all. I've helped some people that are just, uh, you, so we don't talk about it on the better podcasting show, but a lot of people have reached out to us for their takes on podcasting to, for us to help them and stuff. And we have helped them and it's a good feeling. It really is. And knowing that they're doing that partly because you helped them out and you got to be the nice person in podcasting that they talk to first and not some of the jerks that are out there because there are jerks in every hobby. You can't get away from it. There's jerks in the hobby. There's jerks in the, in the consulting business. There's also good people in the consulting business. So I just don't want to blanket say they're all bad, but yeah, that's yeah. Good, good and bad people, whether it's hobby or professional. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah. So where can people find you? People can find me. The easiest place is to head on over to playcomics.com, where there's links to all the social media stuff. I'm mostly hanging out on Twitter and in Discord. Definitely not while I should be doing my job at work. That's totally a lie, and I'm sure everybody picked up on that. And also, if you want to come on the show, you know those are the best places to reach out to me. I've got the form set up. I've got the email address, which is really hard to remember. It's chris at playcomics.com. You don't have to use the form, 
it just makes it easy in case somebody is on the website and says, hmm, I wonder what Chris is going to want to know about if I want to come on the show. You know, there's some basic questions there. But, you know, if you, if you just want to email and say, hey, I want to come talk about Spider-Man, we'll, we'll make something happen. Which Spider-Man? See, that's the question that I'd ask. All of them. Okay. Well, or none of them. I don't know. There's, there's a ton. All right. Well, thank you very much, Chris, and we hope to see you again. One way or another, I'm sure everybody will, especially if you are free on Thursday nights, where I also do a show called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., where I have these three wonderful co-hosts that let me come talk about Marvel things, and you can find that show at legendsofshield.com, where more often, I look like this. Do you have the other one available, the Miss Marvel one? No, that's the same scene in OBS. I just... Uh... um, yeah that was great so uh, a little bit behind the scenes baseball for this entire season of ms marvel that we covered on legends of shield he had the iconic picture of ms marvel sitting up on top of a light post and then in the last episode of ms marvel they gave us the shot and chris had had it in the background the whole time so that was awesome there it looks like that because i just remembered i can pull up obs while we're recording so that's the, the shot there. Okay. So you can change that. You just proved you can change the shot. You can also immediately switch places with Carol Danvers. I can. It's going to take you a second. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Chris. It was great being here and it being completely serious. Everybody, if you want to come on my show, talk to me. We'll make it happen. If you want to come on this show, you can talk to me. But all I'm going to do is tell you to talk to SP. So you should skip the middleman and just talk to SP. Yeah, go ahead and uh, talk to me and we'll give those contact deets in a second. Thank you, Chris. And thanks for spending your time with Chris and myself. If you like content like this, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and like this video or give the podcast a follow on whatever app you happen to be listening to it on. And Stephen and I would greatly appreciate it. I'll be off for the next two weeks. Yes, I know. It's it's a drag, but I have to take care of some family matters. My son is moving again, and it just falls at a weird time, and the time frame is going to take me out of the studio for a couple of weeks. So uh, the next two chat sessions will not happen in the next two weeks, but in two weeks, I will return, and I will chat with fellow R podcasting or the podcasting subreddit moderator nick hobbs and nick wants to run down some really good books and manuals that would help any podcaster but specifically hobby podcasters we've already chatted about it a little bit so join nick and myself on tuesday august 16th 2022 at 8 p.m eastern time and it will be streamed live on the better podcasting youtube channel In the meantime, you can join the podcasting conversation anytime on our Discord server, which is betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. You can find both Stephen and myself there every day. So see everybody next time. Bye.